I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. One of the memorable and defining characteristics of our Heavenly Father is the capacity to always be doing a new thing. Last week we read in the Revelation lesson of Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5. See, I am doing a new thing. A new thing. Heaven and earth, a new heaven and a new earth. Gregory of Nyssa, the early church father of the fourth century, speak or spoke of a new heaven in this way. It is firmament of our faith in Christ. And of the new earth, he said, a good heart is like earth which drinks up the rain that falls and yields a rich harvest. This Sunday's Gospel, Jesus promises yet again the possibility of new dispensation. The dispensation in the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Advocate, yes. And the work of the Comforter would be to teach us everything. What a remarkable gift in such a teacher, such a counselor, who moved in the beginning of creation, as we recall in Genesis chapter 1, and transformed chaos into order, darkness into light, and the rest is history. It is that same spirit, I believe, of which Jesus is speaking of, and it is to that spirit to which we addressed all of our prayers with our Lord to our Heavenly Father. Today you 45, yes I count them, or Stephen did for me, 45 confirmants, young ones, will experience the power, the presence of this power, this authority, through the laying on of hands and through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. By God's grace, your life also will take on new beginnings, hopefully for the better. You will also, as I have done for over 11 years, as a servant of God in this office of bishop, be invited, or should have been invited, to renew your baptismal vows. But some or the other, we don't have it in the service, but I'll let you do it home. In all of my 500 and something Episcopal service of confirmation, this is the first time I'm not using the baptismal vows, but it's always the first time, isn't it? Life is about new beginnings, probably. But nevertheless, 
You will take on your fate. You will make your personal commitment and confession of faith to Almighty God, the bold profession of your yes, my young ones. In the ownership of this faith, your parents, your godparents introduce you to when they brought you to the fund and to the priest to give you back to God as God's gift to them. You would take on that fate of your own this morning. It's you committing your relationship with your Savior, Jesus Christ, on your own accord, in your own steed, through your own volition. In the presence of your loved ones, in the presence of your wonderful clergy who have nurtured you to this point, and in the presence of this grand community of faithful believers, and before me, a servant of God, chosen by God for this particular time and hour. My young ones, we all need the moment of profound solitude, the moment of peace that passes all understanding, when this indissolvable, invisible, inward grace will be poured over you, poured over you. I promise you, is my confession to you, that I have been praying for you ever since this week, because every week I have to pray for a different set. So yours was reserved for this last week, and this morning, very early, I rolled out of bed at four o'clock in the morning, and I was on my knees, praying for you, praying that God will make me ready, spiritually prepared. God will make me mindful. God will cleanse this unholy vessel and use it once again to be his instrument of his saving grace. Yes, you have been prayed for, and you will be prayed for, that God may work through me to you and beyond. You young confirmants need this intimate quickening of God's presence in your young lives, lives that are so vulnerable to brokenness, in this rather hostile world, we adults are get handing over to you. Many of you come from different backgrounds and homes. Yes, and that's, and for that we thank God this morning for. However, believe me, my young ones, Satan ways and influences don't discriminate. In fact, he seeks out the children of the righteous to wreak havoc upon them. However, the psalmist reminds us in Psalm chapter 30, Psalm 34, verse 19, many are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them all. Yes, Satan has his ways to seduce us, and you are coming up in a world that is full of seductions. 
look on the television, last year's telephone is absolute this year. And you haven't even learned all the capacity of the one you have. And you are told that it's no longer good. Last year's car is less safe than this year's car. And you don't even know how to use the radios yet than the previous one. How about alcoholism? that is broadcasted that the answer to the problem and is wreaking havoc on the lives of our young people. How about the designer drugs that are saying to our young people, this is your answer to all the issues of your life. My young ones, this and many more are running amok through our nation, through your community, and even in our churches. And that's why you need my loved ones, my young ones, a divine power. You need a power greater than yourself to navigate all of these fabrications of happiness, these lies that are promulgated as truths. You need a higher power to help you go through all of this. Today, God is answering your prayers. God is answering your prayers, my young confirmants, and you will be given that anointing. Today, God is using me to grant you his power and presence that promises to remain with you. Your task, my young ones, is to nurture this presence. So your Jesus Christ and my Lord remains in you as friend, as counselor, as brother, as savior, and a fortress against the enemy to your future. You may not feel anything different after I would have laid hands upon you, but that's how it's designed to be. You may not fall down and begin to form in the mouth, as some people may do. Because I'm not praying for the imposition of a Holy Spirit to be manifested in that way. I'm praying for the impartation of a Holy Spirit that remains in you, quietly yet effectively, working through you, so that you navigate the challenges of life far better with him, Jesus, than on your own. Yes, that's how God has designed it to be. If you remember young David, in 1 Samuel 16, verse 11, when Samuel was sent to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem to anoint the first king or the second king of Israel, God's anointed, he went and looked at all of Jesse's sons, and God reminded him, not that, not that, not that, until finally David was brought in from the field, looking after his father's flock in the pasture, and was anointed as the king. Young David did not fall down and form in the mouth. He did not go back into the cave and began to live a life of solitude until the time was right. David ran back into the field and began caring for his sheep. But yet the presence of God remained in him. And then the next time you heard about young David, 
He was walking into the battlefield at Sokka in 1 Samuel 17 and standing before the fearsome Goliath, this young man said these wonderful words. When King Saul decided I was going to give him all the armory of a soldier, he said, I don't need that. I got my sling and I got my rock and that's all I need. But the remarkable words that young David said is so wonderful. He said, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And whenever a lion or a bear came and took a flock, a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw and strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he hath defied the armies of the living God. And this is wonderful. David said, The Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, will save me from the hand of this Philistine. David turned up, but he turned up empowered to deal with Israel's worst enemy because the Spirit of God was upon him. Today, my beloved young ones, the Lord is going to fulfill the promise he made in the Gospel reading this morning. God will pour his Spirit upon each of you 45 and God will empower you to receive a power that will slay all of the Goliaths in your life, that will seek to interfere with your growth and development and with your, your life. May God give you the grace, my young ones, to live into this gift he is about to pour upon you today. Amen. Amen.